Welcome to Girl Talk Goals Podcast. I'm Bree. And I'm Brooklyn. We're strong women, wives, mamas, and doers. Join us weekly for conversations on being the best version of yourself while keeping it real, having some laughs, juggling family, business, and a dress size that's not what it once was. Each week on this podcast, we're going to take you behind the scenes with goal getters that inspire us the most. Real life women whose dreams haven't died. We're no longer hoping and dreaming. We're doing. Join us for this crazy journey. Are you ready? She totally got that from me because y'all she was about to name this one situational something something and it made my brain hurt and I was like girl we're talking about the past let's just say bye 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 dun, dun, dun. y'all know y'all saying that right yes now. all right all did. <laughs> what's up y'all okay so this podcast episode is going to be all about how you do not need to let your past define your future especially when it comes to making goals for yourself and living your best life in the moment. Yeah. So we are obviously in neck deep into our 90 days of goals challenge. If you have no idea what we're talking about, you have to track yourself back to episode four and listen to the last 90 days. So what we are doing right now is we are setting ourselves up for success in 2020. So we feel like a lot of the times People tend to let their past define their future. So we are just going to have a little bit of story time today, kind of give you some tangible advice to take away on how we can overcome the past and move forward with some awesome goal setting ways to help us achieve what we want to do these last 90 days. And so really here, we want to talk about what we've done in our past that have helped us, hindered us. You can kind of learn a little bit of life lessons from us. I'm a big one on, I don't like to really repeat life lessons. I like to learn it the first time. So if I can help or we can help lessen your learning curve, we're all for it. Yes. Okay. So we'll bite the bullet for you. And I think Bree and I are going to take a couple different aspects and looks to what different obstacles we've been in. Yeah. Like what has from our past, what has happened to us that We didn't really let define our future now, but maybe at some point it did. Like we were letting it define us, like what had happened to us or our situation we were in kind of like kind of that stuck in a rut phase and how we got out of it and what it took to make that change for ourselves. Let's do it. Okay. So when you think about things that have happened in your past, Brooklyn, what is something that can be big or small emotional or maybe a little less Mm -hmm. I don't know how you say that like not as deep not as deep not as deep that has happened to you that you wanted to make sure that when you were going through it or now looking back on it you didn't let it define you so I feel like I will have to go a little deep on this one so when I think about my past and everything that has led me up to these almost 30 years of life that I've lived and where I'm at now, a big thing that happened to me that a lot of people don't know is as a child, 
I experience something that most children should never have to experience or all children should never have to experience. So my parent, I'm the product of divorce. So my parents divorced when I was two years old. So, and my biological father, um, was not in my life a ton or he was in and out of my life growing up and we were put through my sister and my older sister and I physical and emotional kind of abuse and just situations to where as a child it can really really affect how you grow up and potentially affect your life as I got older and I started to really develop my sense of who I was as a person and who I wanted to be I took the stance pretty much as I mean almost immediately I can't think of a time that I didn't think like this but I grew up thinking there is no part of me that wants to associate myself with being a person that was in a bad state in life so what I mean by that is I never wanted my past to have any process on my future so I are gonna take that victim route that a lot of people do take right. because they're in that kind of stranded phase of life that this is what happened to me and this is just going to be the rest of my life right. now. I think that a lot of people kind of hold their past as crutches and this is in no way kind of demeaning people that go through things because I'm married to a person that struggles a lot with his past mm -hmm. and I, he's almost taught me empathy towards it because I, it almost was like a pet peeve of mine when people were like well I am who I am because this happened to me and I was like I am who I am because I refused to let what happened to me define who I am now I did not want any part of who I am now to be associated with my past. So I felt like, you know, when we grow, when we grew up, we didn't have money. We didn't have a lot of money growing up. I lived in a trailer, uh, for a lot of my life. I mean, my mom made it the nicest trailer I think ever existed or as I was a kid, that's what I thought. And so my mom and my stepdad gave me a beautiful life. And, um, I came from, you know, they were pastors and they did the best that they could, but I also had a lot of, you know, turmoil with my biological father. And he said a lot of things that hurt me a lot. And ultimately I feel like I became a stronger person and really embedded into the goals I have now almost to prove everything wrong. It was like a stubborn part of me and I'm not a very stubborn person, but to me it was like, I will be X, Y, and Z because there is no way someone's going to tell me, I knew you couldn't do it because of this. So I think that's my story behind this. When you came to me and wanted to talk about past, defining your future and overcoming obstacles, like there's so many things I could have said and like we chatted about it, but I was like, is it okay to kind of go like real, yeah, real of course and it say, is. you know, this is what I truly think when I think about def past defining me. So that's a really big thing. And we'll chat more in just a minute on other things. But for me, that's a big part. Not letting my childhood and how I was raised and who I was raised by define who I am now. Well, thank you for sharing. That's so yeah. special. And that's something Brooklyn told me a while ago. And it just means so much that she's willing to share it with all of you. And so I hope that if you have a story and you want to share it with us personally, We'd love to hear yeah, from you. Yeah, we're your safe space. We, you know? we are a safe space here, so we want it to be like a community. And I think what's so great about you taking this a lot deeper is that 
it starts with integrity. So it really is like your integrity with inside of you that makes you want to be better, that makes you not want to just live in that situation. And if there are people that are listening and they are living in that situation right now, you, I hope you give them hope that they can come out of it. Yeah. And be stronger. (laughs) We have a saying called bless and release, honey, like (laughs) bless the situation and let it go. Let it go, girl. Let it go. I tell my husband that all the time now. I'm like, it doesn't have a hold on you. It really doesn't. And by you giving it that fuel, you're allowing it to have a weight in your life and it doesn't belong there. So what about you? What is something in your life, whether it's, you know, I just went real, real deep, but whether it's something that happened more recently or maybe from your childhood or your young adult life, I know you, you didn't meet your husband until like after you had some fun in life versus <laughs> me. So what's something that you feel that you went through that was kind of a defining moment that could have steered your life totally different, but instead you did the flip the script. So I think one of the things that when I kind of look back, I had a very different childhood than Brooklyn. My parents last week celebrated their 40th year wedding That's anniversary. So awesome. Um, and so I, I just grew up in a different childhood. I grew up in a different lifestyle. A lot of my friends, their parents were married. So I didn't even know what divorce was or a mm. divorced parent was till I was 23 and met my husband and met all of his parents at the same time. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of a, a, a defining moment for me was a little bit later in life when he asked me to marry him and I had had this idea in my head of what marriage was and what it should be and all these things. And he had come from a divorced family. Now both of his parents get along wonderfully and his parents got divorced when they, when he was two years old. So he never Mm -hmm. really knew anything else, but it was kind of a defining moment that like, if I say yes to you, we're going to live the life I grew up with because I'm a ride or die. And it's just not like you are married to that person forever. So we've had some ups and downs through our relationship. And so every moment where it would be so easy to give up and go along that route of divorce, and I've seen friends give up on relationships, Mm -hmm. it's that I take it back to looking into my past and looking at the way I grew up. I want to make sure I give that to my children and give that to my marriage. And so it's totally different that I didn't really have a defining moment as a child or something happened to me. It was more in my adult life, knowing what I wanted for my future. Yeah. So it's a, it's a little bit different, but, um, and now we have two kids and we have all the ups and downs of marriage and we'll have that in another episode. But I do think that it kind of goes into different aspects. So something happened a huge thing that a lot of people don't talk about happened to Brooklyn as a child and she's come on the other side of it. And I had a wonderful experience as a child and my husband had a loving family, just a co-parenting family, as you would say. And now we are doing life together. And it took a lot for me to realize the type of childhood he had Mm -hmm. so that we could learn to be better parents together. Yeah. So, so you had to take that kind of open-minded aspect. I had to take open-minded aspect of it versus things that happened in my house, my future, my past. So this is how it's going to be. 
and this is what I'm used to versus wanting to open my eyes to be able to grow. And so we can have goals together as a family and separate that. That's awesome. I know that both of us, because we've done a lot of things and we've talked about that. I yeah. Mean, we've I mean, lived, I have like, it's crazy. We're, we're only, we're, I'm not even in my thirties yet. I'm 35. <laughs> I still have about six more months in my twenties, <laughs> but we've done a lot and I'm, I'm proud of how much we have done, but with doing so much, it kind of is inevitable to have major fails. Yeah. We've had quite a bit of fails and I think I feel like some of my fails can people can chalk up to superficial mm-hmm. or less deep, I guess, however you want to say it. So we both come from, we did pageants as mm-hmm. young women and you're basically just putting yourself on a stage to fail. Absolutely. You are literally asking people to judge every aspect of who you are, your intelligence, your beauty, your physique. Literally, you're like, here I am. Pick me apart and then pick me as your winner. (laughs) All in one. (laughs) And unlike sports like recreational sports or team sports, there is only one winner. So you have the odds of are not in your favor like the hunger games in a pageant <laughs> and so ultimately if you do pageants as a hobby or a lifestyle you're not gonna win them all you really there's just you don't um if you look back i love sarah rose summers who's a former miss usa she competed gosh what was it four or five times five times insane and people don't know that they only know you when you've won but they don't know the backstory and so we mentioned pageants because this past year I competed in one as a married adult for the very first time Mm -hmm. it was a very different experience and um, I came very close very close guys it almost with pageants it kind of hurts more it hurts the closer closer you come because you can kind of pick it apart more and kind of get stuck in that like stranded phase like do I do I want to do this again? And and you can take this in any way. Like we're just using pageants as an example because that's what we know. What we know. Get in any phase of life. You can take it for a job interview or yeah. a promotion at work or something going on in your dating life that you get in this phase where you're like the same thing is happening to me or I just keep getting stuck. That stuck in a rut phase where you know what you don't want, but you're not sure what you do want. Yeah. And so like, with pageantry, like, you know, you all want to win, but you also know you don't want to lose. So there's kind of that like in between phase that the closer you get to winning, the harder, the it, harder is it is. To, yeah. And I, I agree. Like, the closer Every- you get to that job interview, the closer you get to that promotion and then lose it to one person, lose it to two people or lose it because someone else said something. Or don't get something you want because of a circumstance that you have no control over. It's hard to not let that continue to define you. And that's where you really have to pick yourself up and realize why you're doing it. So with me, I had to decide that to remember almost why I initially was participating in this pageant and what was my reasoning behind putting myself in that position and why I was working so hard. Because once I figured out and answered those questions to myself, it made me realize that I didn't lose sight of any of that by not winning the crown. 
I still had all of my goals intact. I still made my mama proud. I still had my husband smiling and my kiddo in the front row, you know, beaming from ear to ear. So I really, when I stood back and realized the accomplishments that I had still continued to make, even though I didn't hit the ultimate one, it helped me put myself into perspective and go, I'm still on that right track. And so I think that's what you have to do when you are in a position, say a job. And I'll say a job because my mom was just up for a promotion Mm -hmm. and she did everything right. She did the research behind the job. She went in for the interview with an awesome PowerPoint. She knew what it took to get there and she was willing to do it. So she's willing to move forward to her future and knows what it takes to get there. And she's doing all the steps, but... But they still picked the other person. And so when she told me I didn't get the job, you had planned and prepared and did everything for it, but then now what? So does she stay complacent where she is or does she realize that all of that prep work is still in place? All of the things that you were preparing yourself for are still there. They're tangible things that you learned. So what are you going to do with it? Are you going to allow it to just stay there on that platter? Are you going to move forward from that quote unquote failure and do something about it? So whether that is go for a different job, reapply for that same position when it opens again, transition jobs, go for the crown again. You know, it doesn't negate everything that you do because you don't get it the first time. And I think with our society, we are a buy now, pay now, get it Amazon fast. Now you can do like payment plan for online boutiques. Yeah, you don't even have to pay it now. So (laughs) we are such an instant gratification. And we talked about this in an episode. We are so me, 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 I, 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 I want it. I got it. Give it to me now. I just reorganized my closet and I could have done alpha shelving, but because I'm so impatient, I kind of just did whatever I wanted. And it's not, you know, it didn't turn out the way that I thought it would, but it's because we have that instant gratification and we forget. What's that that, theory I talk about that you have to cool the now instant gratification so you can get the longer gratification later. So that's kind of what is such an easy thing to think about. Like, just cool your jets. I tell that to my kid all the time. I'm like, do you need to take a cool down? Yeah. <laughs> like in yoga, take a cool down oh moment. <laughs> Workout class, take a cool it's down true, moment. though. If we just really step back and realize that in any goal we're setting, a failure that happens with that goal, just honestly give yourself credit for everything you did towards that goal. So you're on a weight loss journey. Your goal is 20 pounds by X, Y, Z date. If you get to that date and you lost 17, should you really just beat yourself up over those three pounds? Or should you realize that no matter what, no one can take those 17 pounds and that work that you did away Away from from you. you. So continue the very next day after that, you know, first of January, it's now the second. So now what? Are you going to sit down on the couch and eat some bonbons? Or are you going to go jump on, you know, your treadmill and continue to work towards the three pounds that you want? Yeah, it's at the never giving up. Like you can't change your life and you can't change what's happened in your past just going nine to five. That mm-hmm. whole theory of just showing up during the day and doing your work or being in your present situation, whether you're working mom or you're a working professional or you're a stay-at-home mom or you are working whatever you need to do mm-hmm. to get by, you need to put your whole heart and soul into it 
all the time when no one is watching. Because if you put the integrity in when no one's watching, not just I say nine to five because that's like the easiest thing for people to understand, Mm -hmm. but just not when it's like convenient for other people to chime in. Like when you're doing it when no one else is looking, Mm -hmm. you're really putting in the work to make sure you have a better future for yourself. You have a better future for your kids. You have a better future for your future husband or you are a better self tomorrow than you were today. Yeah. I, I fully, fully agree. You have to walk the walk, talk the talk, and you can't be someone in front of someone's eyes that you're not in front of your own mirror. Yeah, you have you yeah. You gotta look at yourself in the mirror first before you can sit here and tell other people what to do, you know? I get it, girl. So what on like a more recent level, was there something that you went through that again really could have steered you a different way? And somehow you were able to kind of, again, flip that script and realize that this happened, but I'm going to do this instead. Yeah. So I think it comes down to image a lot for me because also growing up, I, my mom, like it was like a coronation in my house, which is the crowning (laughs) of the queen. And I think this is where my pageantry came from. Like my mom and my aunt, and I know I say mom weird and people are like, you're not from California. I don't know. It's just how I say it. But they like never did anything in the morning before they got themselves ready. So it was always like, you do your hair, you do your makeup, you have a blowout. Brooklyn always laughs like her mom's blowout. (laughs) I can attest. I was like, your mom has the best hair. And she's like, hot rollers. I'm like, oh. She does it every morning. I have never. I've seen her mom so many times now. And she is the most put together, hot to trot grandma ever. (laughs) Thank you. She will love that. Um, I don't even think she knows how to listen to a podcast. (laughs) So neither does, I don't think it's okay. So anyway, where I was going with it is a lot of it comes down to image. And I think this can relate to a good amount of women because you look up to your mother as a young girl and my mom always had makeup on, her hair done, everything. So I learned to wear makeup at a really young age. Now (laughs) I don't wear as much makeup. But that was me making that conscious decision that I want to take better care of my skin. I want to take better care of myself. Like I choose what I put on my face, not just what's like given to me. So my mom was actually visiting and we were somewhere and we were about to leave and I had not a stint of makeup on. Meanwhile, I'm wrangling my two children, like getting my husband in the car, getting my mom in the car, like everybody's packing into my minivan. Yes, I own a minivan. So that was a whole other episode, but that's probably another good shallow one that like I was said, I never would own one. Okay. I digress. Anyway, she straight up said to me, my mother, you're going to leave the house like that. Mm. Aren't you going to put on some lipstick? And it was a moment where I had to think like my childhood self would have went back to my bathroom and put on some makeup. Would have crumbled. Because to my mom's leaving with a full face of makeup and a full head of hair curls and everything. And we're going to Albertsons. You know what I mean? Like nowhere special. And I had to, in that moment, stand up to my own mother and say, yes, I'm leaving my house like this because there is a smile in my children's face. And that in this moment is more important than putting lipstick on. Mm -hmm. But it's those small 
superficial moments that when someone says something to you, you almost take a, a beat to think, do I want to like de- detach from myself from the situation and like do what they're saying I should do or should be and try that because that's what works for me in the past mm-hmm. or should I just stand up and be my most authentic self at the moment? Absolutely. You've grown into a beautiful, strong woman who's now a mother and a wife. And it's hard, especially when it's a family member and nevertheless your mother (laughs) to sit there and really not kind of go back into that past self and kind of wanting that acceptance, wanting that like praise. Mm -hmm. But then to go, you know what? No, I am okay leaving the house like this. And it could have easily been a situation to where you're, you could have let, let that affect you and change your day. Do you want to know that we got in the car and the first thing she did is hand me some lip gloss? <laughs> you're like, no, I've got some Burt's Bees chapstick somewhere. No, mom, I'm good. Thank you. And I love my mom and she is my biggest cheerleader, but that's also it's how she is. was raised. Yeah. And like, she's. 67 that's how she's gonna be for the rest of her life you know what I mean because that is her at the core yeah but at the same time like this episode says you do not have to let your past define who you are now or in the future so I love that we can go from a super intimate kind of more deep conversation in this all the way to everyday battles. And that's the main thing we want to tell you ladies is that no matter what part of your day or life you're in, whether you're in a very tough place where you feel like you're doing it alone or that no one else understands, girl, we gotcha. Mm -hmm. We know. And the more you listen, the more you'll understand how much we truly do got you in certain situations because we will open up and we'll we'll express our inner and deeper thoughts and things that we've been through that I'm sure everyone can relate to in one way or another. And then we'll also talk about, you know, lip gloss. <laughs> and and so- some fun things, but this is just a little bit more deep of an episode in mm-hmm. some ways and getting you to trust us a little bit more and know yeah. that We've been through life. We are still doing life with a smile on our face, no matter what life is thrown at us. Yeah. Obstacles come and we've just learned to jump over them. And we want you guys to do the same. So if you've enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to shout us out on your Instagrams or your Facebook feeds. You can find us on Instagram at Girl Talk Goals. That's where we love communicating with our podcast fam we need like a podcast thing um we need like our own like podcast groupie group we need like a vip community of like goal getters if you have a name let us know maybe we'll make a secret group maybe we also would love only if you have something positive to say yes only positive (laughs) for you to leave a review so if you listen to us on itunes or spotify especially the apple itunes because we know we've done the research 80 percent of you listen to us on there um leave us a review hit that five star button we would be so so grateful continue to knock out those 90 days of goals because we are well into october now so hopefully you are crushing them i know we are with no sugar and no bread and no grains and And our husbands are still alive
Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, girls, go after your goals.